Welcome everybody back to the Brocast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am coming to you uh, mere moments after UCLA's um, very bad loss to Utah on the road. Uh, the Bruins lost 44-24. Um, frankly, that kind of disguises how non-competitive most of this game was. Um, it was out of reach from basically the beginning. Utah held a two-score lead for eh, basically all but a chunk of the first quarter. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a real beatdown. Uh, Utah was able to run the ball at will against this UCLA run defense, which had been, you know, talked up as um, potentially a very good rush defense. But, um, yeah, didn't look anything like that um, in this game. Uh, Utah was able to get it through traditional runs. They were able to go off tackle. They were able to get it zone read. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, and it was everybody. Um, Davion Thomas is obviously really good, um, but Cam Rising had a bunch um, of his own, um, including that touchdown. Uh, TJ Pledger was really good. Um, yeah, they were, it was basically everybody. I mean, they had almost 300 yards rushing. Um and that's really, I mean, the defense is the story, and it's the story of the Chip Kelly era. Um, I think a lot of focus is on the offense still um, for really no fundamental reason aside from Chip Kelly being an offensive guy. But if you're going to look for the reason why the Chip Kelly era has failed, and I am going to use that tense, why it has failed, why it will go down as a failure, it's because of the defense. Um, they've never been able to figure it out. Um, this year, for two games, we thought maybe they had... And then the reality is that this defense is uh, maybe the worst it's been um, in some ways. Um, is it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very tough to um, kind of even figure out why um, because the talent level is probably a little bit better than it was last year. You know, they added some impact transfers. I thought, you know, uh, obviously it's not saying much given the uh, way they played, but I thought transfer Alley. Keho was actually the best defensive player uh, in this game, um, but it's you know it's scheme, it's it's uh, a ton of just really really awful play in the secondary. Um, safety play was just horrific in this game. Um, just you know they looked very very poorly coached, um, poorly schemed, just everything all combined. Um, and that's, you know, again, that's, that's the story of the Chip Kelly era, um, is that this defense has never been figured out ever. Um, and if you, you know, if you go back and look at when he was actually good at Oregon, yeah, they had elite offense, but those defenses were not horrible either. Um, in fact, a couple of years they were near elite. So, um, anyway, I, I think this is, um, I don't know, it should be relatively obvious to everyone after this one, UCLA is five and four, um, there's no nine and three, obviously, left on the horizon. Um, and I think people who are, you know, holding that hope for eight and four, that's good on you. Um, but if you watched Cal and Oregon State today, um, you know, or just, you know, watch USC throw the football, um, they, they, can, they can complete some balls downfield. And um, I think even with Drake London uh, getting hurt today, that's a scary thought against the secondary. Um, but sure, UCLA could potentially win those games, but I think the idea of having a successful season now is out the window um, because this team won't compete for the South. Um, they've now lost to each of the two teams that will mo more than likely be competing 
for um, the South title in Utah and ASU. So they would need a really, really unlikely string of events um, to find themselves back in contention for the division. Um, and frankly, uh, for me, I think that's, um, you know, that, that was the minimum bar for this season um, for Chip Kelly to make an argument to be retained. Um, and at this point, uh, that does not seem uh, like it's in any sort of remote likelihood. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so the game itself, um, 44-24, um, uh, it probably could have been worse. Um, Utah, when it was uh, 28-10 for a while, it seemed like they got a little silly with it. There were a couple of short yardage plays where they didn't just pound the rock when they probably should have. Um, and they said instead tried to you know throw Cameron Rising deep, um, and he just wasn't connecting. There were some open receivers running free. I mean, don't you know, that that was definitely happening, uh, but he wasn't he wasn't very accurate downfield in this game. Um, and if they'd converted those. You know, there were a few drives here and there. I mean, frankly, every drive where UCLA got a stop felt like a missed opportunity for Utah more than it felt like an effective uh, defensive play for UCLA. Um, I guess my main point is they could have hung, you know. This could have been one of those classic uh, UCLA playing in Utah scores um, if they had uh, maintained some consistency offensively. Uh, And by that, I mean they could have hung 50-plus. Um, UCLA. Okay. So let's talk about the offense, um, for UCLA. Um, my overall evaluation of Ethan Garbers is, um, I thought he was effective. Um, and you know, I think the first half, um, they were clearly doing just pure check down, uh, short passing, trying to get him comfortable, I think. Um, and so it was, I think he literally was averaging four yards per attempt at halftime. Um, and that was, that was never going to win this game uh, for UCLA. Um, And it was kind of, I don't know, baffling to watch that, especially as it became obvious in that first half that Utah was just going to score at will. Um, But anyway, in the second half, Ethan Garber showed that he can throw downfield. Um, And he he threw uh, that one touchdown drive he led where he threw over the top to Phillips um, and then had those two throws into the end zone, uh, the first one dropped by Norwood and the second one caught by Ezekiel. Um, that, those were beautiful throws. Um, just great, great throws. Um, he, he looks like he can make, you know, the classic line. He can make all the throws. Um, there's just some stuff. I mean, he's going to have to tighten up some decision-making. Um, a lot of the stuff over the middle between the hashes, it seems clear he's not seeing everything. And, you know, whatever. He hasn't played much college football. Um but uh, there's obviously a lot to like there about how he throws the ball. Um, I, I, I will apologize to Chip Kelly. Uh, Ethan Garbers can run. Um, I still wouldn't probably class him in the same area as DTR, but um, he, he definitely has some wheels and uh, was making good decisions um, uh, in the run game. Seemed to have a natural feel for it, too. There was that one where he kind of deked the dude uh, to get the uh, first down. Um, so all of that's really good. I think, you know, if you're if you were worried about UCLA's quarterback situation next year and years to come, um, I think, you know, UCLA has an answer there. He obviously needs to improve in some areas. I didn't like the number of tipped balls at the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't know if, you know, I'd have to watch it more to see if that was release point or just, you know. Sometimes these guys develop a feel for kind of knowing it's, you know, it's all that kind of natural feel you develop over reps where you know how to, you know, time your throws so they're not going to get their hand up perfectly. It's probably 
walking onto his receivers a little bit so the defensive linemen know where his eyes are. You know, it's just some stuff like that. But um, want to see fewer of those. You don't want this to become a John David Booty situation where he's just throwing three of those every game because you're going to get picked off if you keep throwing those. Um, and one of them did in this game. Um, and he had a couple other near picks thrown over the middle, um, including that one at the end to Devin Lloyd, which you can't really blame him for because he had to throw it. Um but he made some nice throws. Um, he made some good decisions. Um, definitely 100% UCLA's throwing game offense generally was not the reason they lost the game. Again, repeat it, hammer it into your head. It's the defense. It's the defense. It's the defense. It's the defense. You cannot win games if you're giving up whatever, almost 300 yards rushing. Um, just, it's not going to happen. Um so, yeah, and, um, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, Zach Charbonnet, his stat line looks pretty good, but uh, he was pretty ineffective outside of two good runs. Um, he had a 30-yarder, and then I think it was another, like, 12- or 14-yarder, but otherwise he was pretty bottled up. Britton Brown had a less gaudy stat line, but I thought he was more consistent down-to-down. I'd probably go look at the success rates afterwards, but um, it was... Uh, I, I thought the offensive line had a pretty poor showing. Uh, John Gaines had to play right tackle most of the game. Looked like all the game, but I'm not sure. Um, and he's not a right tackle. Um, I would argue he's their best center, um, but he is not a right tackle, um, and he should not be playing that position. Uh, that is a testament to, again, Chip Kelly's uh, poor roster management um, and inability to manage um, you know, the basics of his job, um, like recruiting enough tackles here in year four. That when one guy goes down for a game, you're not forced to play your best center, um, who you don't actually evaluate as your best center. You've got him as your third string center as your starting right tackle. Um, yeah, but I mean, there were a number of blown plays on offense from the offensive line. Sean Ryan had a couple of false starts. Tony Omafi had that big whiff on the, uh, on the um, safety um, where... I mean, it was obviously a communication issue between Clemens, Moffey, and Gaines. Um, but when you're the one who doesn't get a hand on a guy, I'm I'm going to blame you. Um, so that was pretty bad. Um, Clemens had another bad snap um, where, you know, Garbers was clearly not ready for it. And Clemens just snapped it when Garbers was still, I think, shouting instructions about the blocking assignments. Um, so all of that's very bad, um, very, very bad. Um, and it's, you know, that was one of the things that you were hanging your hat on, like the development of the offensive line, but that's, you know, turned into a bit of a pumpkin over the course of the season. So anyway, UCLA now stands at five and four. Um, Colorado is next. Um, Colorado's very bad. Uh, their defense is okay, but their offense is terrible. Um, and then it is USC, um, which has a terrible defense, but a pretty good-ish offense. Uh, and then Cal, which is a wild card. Basically, every game, you don't exactly know what you're going to get. Statistically, they've got about an average to a below-average offense and defense. But game-to-game, game, they can look much better than that or much worse. And you don't really know. Um, sort of like everyone else in this league. So, um, yeah, there's hope of 8-4. and four. There's also a real chance of 6-6. Six and six. Um I don't think there's much chance of five and seven because losing to Colorado would require, um, what would it require? Uh, losing to Colorado would require UCLA's defense. Well, it is UCLA's defense, but even still, um, it would require such a level of poor play 
um, that I don't even know that they can achieve it. So anyway, that's enough about this football game. Uh, We will talk to you again this week, um, and uh, stay safe out there.